What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 122 of If We Ran Nintendo. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by my greatest co-host in all the land, Sean Capri. What the hell was that pregnant pause? I was really, I thought something was wrong. I thought you were frozen. Hi, Bobby. I miss you. I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, dude. That's that's legit. I want to reach out and touch you. I remember. I remember how he thrown off you got. I just like you're doing your thing, and then I was just like, no, I'm choosing to touch you in this moment, Bobby. I know it's so it's real weird for me because the past three days I'm like, well, Sean's here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can, I can go talk to him. I can go hang out with him. I can Mm go whatever. And now it's now you're gone, and it's like. Damn, dude. And the crazy thing is this. It's like, man, I legit, like, miss you. Like, yeah, that's, and, and, and it's weird because, like, I think I realized that you were probably the, the better friend than Toby. Yeah. Like, obviously. you were probably the new yes. best friend in all the land. Toby, I'm so sorry. I swear I didn't even campaign for this. <laughs> No, you know, because you know what, dude, it's like we had like, okay, so I go back and I watch the videos, mm-hmm. right? And do we like just click? Mm-hmm. And like the weird thing is, is like we could not talk mm-hmm. and it's not awkward. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have to out. fill air. Yeah. And we're just hanging out doing our thing. And then like, it's just, dude, it's, it's like, hang such on, I'm going to good... record my giant 4K video. I'm like, cool. I'm going to have a nap on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the crazy thing is is like it di- it did it was like man this just really I kind of missed this already yeah, and I've nice. been watching I've been going back and watching the vlogs just so I can see you and me hanging out together mm-hmm. and it's like that's the one thing I took from all this because so I mean you didn't know that I was going to start vlogging on Monday no and uh, what happened was was I got in my mind. That I was going to begin this new style. And it was funny because last weekend I talked to Jules Watcham and I'm like, I'm just going to try something. And I threw it by him. He's like, I, I know Jules Watcham. Cool. Um, and <laughs> stop. No, but we were talking. He, you know, I called him on the phone to see what, you know, catch up. And I was saying to him, like, hey, I got this new idea. I want to throw it by you and tell me what you think. And he was like, Dude, it sounds pretty intriguing. I'm interested, you know, and so I do the first day and I'm like, okay. And then you come in the second day and I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. And then I do the third day and then I do the fourth day. And today's the first day I didn't vlog the whole day and I actually missed it. And I was like, I need to continue this because not only that, like the ability to go back and watch my days Mm -hmm. And like, and that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm going back and I'm watching videos of you and me in New York, or you and me going to Nick Militia store and all that. And I'm like, this is just amazing, dude. This is k- kind of cool that I'm actually encapsulating days of my life. Yeah, and it's weird. It's weird. I think you, I think you do it well too, man. And like, uh, man, I want to talk about like, I, I well, let's come back to you in a second us. Sitting down in front of the camera, because I think it's not even okay. fair. I was, I, it kind of hit me okay. while we were kind of talking about that. But to, to, for you and the blogging, vlogging and everything, I was, um, we were, we were, uh, coming in on the train and I saw you like whip mm-hmm. out the camera and you're, you're shooting yeah. like the, the things that like it says New, Jer- New Jersey Transit on the top. You sit, mm-hmm. you throw the camera out of the window and we're coming on in and there's bridges passing by and there's landscapes and all the things kind of flying by. And I was like, it's so, I realized how good you were at it when I was like, damn, I wish I thought of taking that shot. Or like we'd step out into New York City. I was like, damn, why didn't I think of like, and I wanted to like grab my camera and like take a couple pictures. I'm like, that looks really awesome. I'm like, that's such a copycat thing to do. But I'm like, Bobby's got this. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's a weird, but maybe like the best compliment I can pay you is just like when you, when you'd whip out your camera and take, a, take those, those short video clips. I'm like, I wish I was doing that. I wish I had thought of doing that. Not that I wish I was doing it, but yeah. I wish. I, like and you don't it don't even really seem to think about doing it. You just like time to do take the shot and it's a great one. So 
I think it's just so natural, dude, and it's so great. And I'm glad you're doing it. Um, it's 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 weird because I remember why I remember listening to Greg Miller one time on Beyond, and it, I think it was it might have been just around the time that they were leaving and going on their own. And I believe Colin and Greg were having a conversation where Greg was like, I've been doing this for eight years. Yeah. And, like, people don't realize that. And he was like, dude, do you realize that, like, most of the popular people on YouTube have been doing it for, like, 10 years? Yeah. And it's like, it takes you 10 years of practice to find your niche. So all this stuff that I've been doing for the past three, four years is practice for when I finally figure out what I want to do. And the vlogging is just... I, I, like, so think about it. Like last year, I was doing Nintendo Talk, right? Mm-hmm. And I was doing Nintendo Talk f- five days a week. And then at one point, I cut it back to three days, and I did two videos in between. And then this year, I come back and I start Nintendo Guru Daily, and I change the name because I'm like, well, I can start to do stuff with me, not just Nintendo. So if Nintendo's having a slow news day, now I fill in with me, and now it's turned into like. Me vlogging my day peppered in with Nintendo news. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the, the transformation of that show to what it is, dude, it has me fired up to the point where I'm actually going to vlog tomorrow and I'm going to vlog Sunday. Saturday. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in love with this, this whole style. And it's like, it's fun. It's just, it's, it's, such a blast, it's cool man! If people so, seem to like it, and it's it's all those, it's it's great, man! It's awesome yeah. to see. Now I want to I want to chat about um, you set the camera down, you got the tripod out, we're at your kitchen table, and all of a sudden you're just like you throw a topic at me, and we just start talking, mm-hmm. and like it hit me while we were recording, where I was like, I mean, I think we it would only get better with time and practice, oh, yeah. and if we were to do it more often, I was like, but it wasn't even. I felt like it wasn't even fair. I felt like we were so good at it. Like, just yeah. in person and, like, just being there yeah. side by side. Like, there's no weird internet delay. There's not, like, Mm-mm. us staring at a screen. There's no way to be distracted. Mm-mm. It's just, like, we are there. And there's nothing quite like um, just being next to each other. Like, Chelsea's a photographer, and she often says, like, a few inches is a mile in, in photography. Yeah. Right? Like, where if you're standing, like, close, like, actually get closer, and it will look so much better. If you're a little bit far apart, yeah. it looks like you're miles and miles apart. So I just think that there's power in just us being like next to each other and your table was perfect and it was just kind of like yeah. you set the camera down. It, I don't know. It would just be cool well, if thing we too could is, do that more often, you know? Ah, uh, dude. And that's that's the part that has me sad is because mm-hmm. I'm going like, like – I walked through the kitchen this morning and I'm like – I see the table. I'm like, damn, dude. I would love His to stick just – still on that chair. <laughs> now stop it. <laughs> just I would love to be able to record because – Essentially, what happens is I put the camera up, mm-hmm. I go sit down, and we just start having a conversation. And dude, it's like yeah, you just snap into. It's place. like we're not even recording. It's like yeah. the camera's not even there. Well, that's the we're thing, just like, going. I was thinking the next level of that would be okay. So I move in, and you set up like Big Brother cameras, right? Oh and my just, god, like, things yeah. that are like following us around and stuff. Because you just never yeah. know when when greatness awaits. Yeah, yeah. it's you're absolutely right, dude. And it's like it's um. It's crazy, dude. It's it's when I think about like so I was having a conversation uh with with Tony earlier this week and she had watched the vlog. She had seen the first day and then she saw the second day with you. And she had said to me like my god, your editing has absolutely transformed mm-hmm. from when we first started doing this to what it is now. And she's like I'm just shocked at how good you are at editing and that's like a huge compliment to me because to me editing doesn't just happen when you sit at the computer i know editing's happening as you're going like as you were saying like i'm pulling the camera out all of a sudden i'm playing my vlog through my mind the entire time Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i had said to you like hey man um when we were going into starbucks i had said like hey that's the that's the the mailbox that C and D stood at for his, his month long journey. I'm like, and they all signed it. I'm like, I just want to go up and 
take a, a video. So I went up to it and I took a video, right? And I just took a video on the top. And then I, we went into the, to Starbucks and we were in Starbucks for what, two hours? Yeah. The whole time in the back of my mind, I'm going, when I come out of Starbucks, I have to film the can, the, 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 the mailbox in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't feel right. See, that's why and it's so natural for you. See, because, like, yeah. I didn't know that you were thinking that the whole time. I didn't you didn't seem distracted mm-hmm. or anything. But if, for me, like, I, so I talk a little bit about sometimes where I'm like, I just need to, like, dedicate some time. Like, my mind works so differently. Where I'm like, I just need, if I can just dedicate yeah. my time, then I can, like, really come up with the answer. But you're, it's always working. It's always happening in the background. But you're not, like, completely yeah. distracted from it. But I just, I don't know. I need to. And, and it was, and I wanted to be on the flight on the way on the way home, but I, I, mm-hmm. there's no way, dude. I got home. Did I tell you this? I walked in the door at four thirty my time, six thirty your time. I walked in the door after all wow, the and everything. Dude. So are you? Kidding? We're a little late starting That's recording insane. today because like yeah. I put Lincoln down. I'm like I just need like if I can just steal like a half an hour of sleep here to turn out. To I don't know how you minutes. did it, dude. I don't know how Me you either, did man. It. I was a bit of a zombie today, to be honest. At work, I was a little bit of a zombie, but like I, I like I was on there. I dude, I had to. I had there was. I mean, I was away. Like I was still working this week, but like, yeah, I, I was away from being away from the office is difficult. So I needed to, I needed to at least be there. I had a couple conversations, but I left a little early. We recorded the Xbox drive, and I'm. It was a nightmare. I was no, it was a nightmare. But I was. I felt yeah. I was off. So now I'm. Sle- yeah. I slept. Now I'm ready for if we yeah. Nintendo. Todd Oxtra can just chillax a little bit. I'm gonna mention Adam I'm not worried about for time. another week yeah, in yeah. a row. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna mention Adam in a minute. So we'll, yeah, but we'll, we'll talk. What about second, what about um. What about Andrew Gonzalez? Just well, that's what I was gonna say. Let's. We, let, well, you're jumping ahead because right. let's let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with our shoutouts. So what you playing? Brought to you by Flux with Flux. <laughs> He's not here. It's done. Okay, brought to you um, by Nintendo Shack. No, that's even worse. Um, so, <laughs> so I, my shout out is to Andrew Gonzalez. There's two. There's two reasons for the shout out. Number one, I totally flubbed his name yesterday when I was driving home. And I was – so in the vlog, I'm driving home at oh, the end. No. I don't know if you saw yesterday's I vlog. See, yeah. Driving home. And I called him Alex Gonzalez. Oh, no. And, but, but, I, but I put underneath of it like when I caught it, it I messed the name up. Yeah, it I put the name – it's close, Alex. Dude, and, I, in, and, and, during the Xbox Drive today, I, I was like, remember when we got that free game on uh, PlayStation Plus and just kept – kept going on i was talking about games with gold and i just kept oh, going God. on i was just like holy crap man so yeah there you go i feel like that's way worse but that's the first time i've actually had a conversation with with andrew mm-hmm. this dude is amazing yeah man. man everybody should get to know him everybody should get to know this kid he is phenomenal mm-hmm. such a nice guy you know what i mean like we've had a few Twitter exchanges, like where he's liked stuff or he's retweeted stuff or like I've like something he posted, but never really talked. And man, this kid comes out with us mm-hmm. and me and him basically start talking DC I and know. all this stuff. And I'm like, I have so much in common with this guy. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. You know, yeah. and it was such a good, so, such a good kid. Well, I had and, one of um, those moments. Like, so this, it felt very nice. Like we picked me up from the train station and we just like hopped in the car and we just started hanging out. And it was just like, it wasn't, yeah. and it wasn't even weird. Like last time that we met, like we met in Penn station and we were hanging out all day and it wasn't yeah. weird. But like this time it was like, I'm sitting across the table from you two and it, and you guys are going back and forth about like comic book nerd stuff. And you guys are huge yeah. giant geeks. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting there, you guys are going back and forth, and I just kind of like stopped and like checked myself in the moment. And I was like, I was just grateful for the moment, but also just like, how cool is this? You guys are just sitting yeah. there, you'd never met before. There's the power of the internet, the power of all of this stuff, and you guys sitting in the same Starbucks across the street from Nintendo World in New York City, just jabbering yeah. on about whatever. And I'm like, yeah. how lucky are we, man? Like, how fortunate? I mean, like, nobody's murdering each other. It, no. like, not in a creepy and, and kind of person way. The one thing I want to say is, so so people might be going like, well, who is Andrew Gonzalez? Andrew Gonzalez, he writes for the enthusiast group. So Nintendo enthusiasts, Xbox enthusiasts, PlayStation enthusiasts. He does predominantly most of his work with the Xbox enthusiasts. Please go check out his work. Go see what he's doing. Um, go read a couple articles, send him, you know, send him some love, please. It, it, Cause this guy is such a blast, such a good guy, man. Mm-hmm. I really, and he's so like, 
I noticed something yesterday when I was editing. He's very modest yep. and very aware of his surroundings. There was many times that I was shooting stuff and I would see him like backing out of the footage. Like, <laughs> meaning, meaning like, oh my God, I it's just like, stepped oops, into his yeah. footage. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't even neat. Like it wasn't even an issue. Yeah. It would have been perfectly fine. And also the but it was like, opposite thing just, that I would have done. Like, like oh, you're I'm in jumping into hobby? footage. Yeah, here's my. Yeah, you're here's like my nipple. Hi, Bob. Here's my like you get yeah. all. Yeah, you're like yeah. <laughs> but, but he's such a such a class act. He really so is. I wanted to give him a shout out and and absolutely you know tell people go check him out, please, please. please. ABG Vulture eighty nine on Twitter. And the thing that I yes. like the, the reason that I took that moment was like because uh, of gratitude and when you guys were chatting was because both of you have such deep knowledge in nerd and geeks and, and games and and comics mm-hmm. and everything like he's the kind of guy that like it whatever whatever on ramp you've taken to to being a total geek he'll chat with you on that on that road forever yeah, if you're into games or if you're into whatever like you said xbox or nintendo or yeah you know he's just awesome man so such a good guy well yeah, and we Amazing. also also we saw jams yes jams <laughs> jams came out well you know what for me jams i i've already met jams and i hung out with him so it was just great to catch up with him again and hang out with him again. Another for me, great it was, kid. Dude, like, I was so excited. And I, like for me, I knew that I was going to be seeing Jams for a while leading up to this trip. So with, with Andrew, yeah. it, was, it was like basically like last week. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll see if we can make this work. So it was, it was, it didn't have the buildup, but for Jams, I had some, had a little bit of buildup. I had, uh, yeah. the, the, uh, 2014 Just Dance kids. For the Wii U, sitting here, I've had it here since like I don't even know when I bought that thing. So I've been so excited, even just to hand this thing over to him. And I've been a huge fan of Jams for so so long. I think he's yeah. absolutely hilarious. He's a sweetheart in real life, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to hug him. I just wanted to spend, he yeah. shave for me. I think it was for yeah. me. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he had a nice little baby face and everything. And uh, yeah. I, it was, it was just so unreal. We we're just. You know, next time we just have to go somewhere else other than New York City. You know, I'm th- I think I'm done with New York City. Come to my house, man. Yeah, it's only it's only well, an hour well, away. The th- you know, the thing of it is, well, the, th- the the thing of it is, is like you were in Mount Laurel, mm-hmm. right? Could we could all just went to Philadelphia? Yeah, I think next time that might could've, be that might be what we do. And there's a lot of stuff like Independence Mall and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's there's some cool stuff in in Philly, mm-hmm. and it's it's not. I feel like Philly's not as hectic. Or we can go to Atlantic City. Atlantic City's another place we could go. Mm-hmm. Go there, do a little gambling and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So so the one thing the one thing I did want to talk about real quickly before we jump in to any topics and stuff. Um, I just want to take a second. I want to talk about this is us real fast. <laughs> um, I am uh, I am caught up. I finally caught oh up, dude. I, I've been I've been binge watching this show. I've been crying like a little baby. Like, dude, this show is powerful, Sean. You really need to get on it, on it, man. Like, it's you I'm would be this. me and Johnny Casino, and now I, I found That's out Johnny so Casino watches it. I didn't know Adam Leonard. Him and Johnny were talking today. I was like, whoa, whoa, guys. I haven't caught up yet. Spoilers, guys. Please. No spoilers. No spoilers. And they didn't. They, they backed off the conversation and totally, you know, killed it. And it's it's oh, such a good show. There's no such thing as a spoiler in This Is Us because you just have to think in your mind, what is the worst possible thing that could happen to these people? Oh, yeah, they did that. That's what they did. Well, the thing about it is is they're, they're bouncing around in time mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, right from basically pretty early on the onset that what happens to the father how and what happens to do this. I thought I was shutting this thing down and I just gave you you're not. And it's it's just amazing how they like just move it around. It's so well done, man. So well done. I think I'm done with Octopath Traveler. I think I'm Are you? Be, why? I don't know. And I don't know. And somebody can reach out to me and let me know, like, just push, push through. But, uh. This and it, it, I was saying to to the Nintendo Caro today. It is it is super repetitive, even for a Japanese role playing game. Where I'm just like, mm-hmm. holy crap, man! I'm completely on autopilot. I'm just going from like one thing to the next, and it doesn't. Mm, I just don't know. I, I feel like I've got the entire the experience of the entire game within just getting the first chapter of all eight characters, and I just mm. don't know, man. It's just like it's a little. That's not good. It's a little up its own ass. Well, you know something. Let's be let's be fair for a second. They it's the same development team 
that worked on Bravely Default. And it, that was the exact same problem with that one. And that I feel was like the problem it's even with worse. that one. I feel like it's even worse because it's like the eight characters. It's like you do the thing yeah. for the eight characters. Now, I did say to Carol as I was chatting with her on her Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash the Nintendame. And uh, I think that there's an additional part of it that I'm not really jumping into, which is like managing my, my party. It's like a puzzle. I think for every area mm-hmm. or whatever chapter or whatever story you're after, there's a there's a uh, – the best party that you can put together that's going to like wipe through all the enemies. I haven't really gotten into that. So maybe these battles are taking me a little longer than they should. And I'm getting kind yeah. of just like, eh, but I don't know. That's, yeah. I was glad to be able to like play my switch. Usually what I do, Bobby, which uh, is a mistake when I travel is I bring too much with me. I'll bring my Vita and I'll bring like, maybe I'll bring like an Xbox with me or whatever. This time it was very focused. I'm like, I'm only going to play yeah. this one game. So I played yeah. a little bit of that, but uh, I might've killed it. Might have killed it a little bit, Bobby. But we'll see. And that's, I mean, that I really wanted to go back times. to Mario Odyssey, to be honest with you. I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to play some ice hockey. That was amazing and amazing. We should do that. That was. So, I, so for those that don't know, I got Sean to buy Nintendo Online. Oh, yeah. Let's walk, let's walk through this. How did you, how so did what you do happens that, is, So what happens is. <laughs> no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this because, okay. So Bobby's like, hey, did you know that I'm a Nintendo guru? I'm like, I know that. I, I've heard. I've heard of you. And he's like, yeah, so, like, these amazing people at Ojo called me up and like, holy crap, I can't believe we found the Nintendo guru. Will you have an Ojo? We'll, we'll give you an Ojo. They knocked down his door, and they bowed at his feet, and they gave him an stop. Ojo. Stop, and then stop, Bobby stop. gave his totally impartial review of it, which was great. And um, so, anyways, that led to me and Bobby hanging out. Um, and he sets the Ojo up on the table. And all jokes aside, I'd never seen, I'd never yeah. seen it working. Uh, he sets yeah. it up. I thought it, looked, I thought it looked very good. I thought it sounded even better. You cranked that speaker and i was actually like feeling it in my chest it was very yeah. clear yeah. very powerful so uh you know instead of we, we've got this giant screen bobby's telling, he's like yeah this is probably about 60 inches but it can go up to like 120 inches i'm like that's amazing it's just on your wall how incredible is that but he's like yeah but i don't want to split the screen in half for uh for 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 co-op or for multiplayer like couch co-op so bust out your switch you play on whatever that thing is five inches you play on that and i'm gonna play on my ojo on the wall and then, and so we get there and I'm going through the motions, going through multiple, I'm connected to Bobby's Wi-Fi. Um, I think it's called I love, uh, Toby is, was the, no, was the password no. for his Wi-Fi. I no, heard, I because heard that's Toby. one thing you said, you were like, I want, I, cause it, it's Nintendo Guru is the, is the, yeah, yeah, thing, he's, like, yeah, he names his Wi-Fi after himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're like, you're like, I want, I want Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi is called Animal Crossing. Because of yeah, all well, the animals and because of the, the, the show and the break. Look at that. Yeah. Led yeah. To the, led to, anyways. So yeah, yeah. going through the motions. So it's like, for me, I'm not even thinking about Nintendo Switch Online. I'm just like, I've played this a hundred times. A multiplayer go through the motions and I click the button and it's like, you do not have Nintendo Switch Online. And I was like, son of a gun. Did you guys really get me to do this right now? And then even in this moment, I didn't even think of it being a possibility of playing just like split screen on your giant Ojo. I just go yeah. right into spending my $45 on a year family pass for Chelsea yeah. and me. And uh, we play – how many games of Mario Kart did we play, Bobby? It was only like two or three. Two maybe. races. Yeah, I think two yeah, races. Yeah, two races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, and then, then I was like, I got to go edit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I got to go edit. And then I went in and I took the phone. I set up and I was like, oh, my God. This thing's taking forever to upload the, the video to the mm-hmm. computer. So I just let it keep going. And then I come back out there and I was like, hey, man. Let's play some NES games. And I, we were going to play, what were we going to play at first? I don't think we, I honestly don't think we had decided on anything. But anyway, I was like, let's play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. And I started up ice hockey and you had never played before. Yeah. And then the first game I was kind of like crushing. You. I think it was like nine. Um, yeah. Something. Maybe and then you started to come back a little sure. bit in the, in the final. But I started to get, I need to work out the buttons and yeah. everything. Yeah. But then by the third game, you really, you had it. Coming. You know, I started making like, saves. Oh, is- well, because every yeah. shot you, you took. Er- Wait, I was going to make a police joke. Every move you made and every breath you took. Yeah. Nah, really work. <laughs> um, everything was going in. But then I was like, if I, because you were kind of talking, if uh, you're always focusing on the puck, then you're never focusing on your goalie. So there's a couple of times yeah. where I was like, okay, let him have the shot and then I could save and then we can go back and forth. Yeah. It's almost like, um, yeah. it's almost like table, t- it's almost like Pong in a way of going like back and it forth is. and yeah. stuff that like the rallies that you would have back and forth. It was well, because you got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You have to pay attention to it's the it's the it's it's one of those things of like, do you try to go after the the puck handler with a player, mm-hmm. or do you start to defend the goal? Yep. 
And it's like, it, that's what happens. You're trying to decide what's the best move at that time. And that's where you can kind of get caught up in yourself and, and lose. And it, it's not good to not go after the puck with a player because then if I slap shot and it bounces off of you, then one of my other players can get it and put mm-hmm. it in. So it's kind of one of these things of like, you really got to be able to manage it well. And it's so much fun, dude, because it's, it's not 15 buttons. It's two buttons. And directional. And mm-hmm. that little bit, it just goes to show you how a minimalistic game back in the 80s still holds up and still is such a blast. I wish so, I could map my buttons a little bit. But yeah, it was it was a great time, man. So, and now, now there's three fun. more games. There's Zelda SP and there's Do- yeah. Super Dodgeball. Well, there's, four, and... there's, four, there's four new games. Oh, Zelda's so the fourth. Zelda's the fourth. It, it's a Mario, well, it's NES Tournament Golf, Golf mm-hmm. uh, Solomon's Key. And Super Dodgeball. Right. And then Zelda SP. Right. Um, which I think you should probably try Zelda SP. I think you might enjoy it a little yeah. bit. I, I, I really do. I think, and the reason why I say that is because you had said you had a difficulty, like, going through. And this basically wipes out the beginning portion of the game. Um, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I just don't like because that it there's, like, legit, like, a bush that you have to light on fire or a, a part of the mountain you have to blow up to actually progress. Some some of those bushes are already missing in this one. Interesting. And some of the walls are kind how of very, How very already. modern. I mean, back back in the 80s and the late 80s, bushes were very natural. Everybody let their bushes out. And now in 2018, uh, like, most people take care of those bushes before they get out oh of the Lord. You know? Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Talk about pubic um, care, guys. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, it's, it's, that was a lot of fun. That was, and that's where, you know, that's the thing. Like that's, I think that's where the, uh, part of the, where the missing, all the whole thing, dude, spending a couple of days with you really was mm-hmm. like the last time it was like you say, went to New York, we went up there. It was a little different mm-hmm. this time. And it, because it's also that awkwardness the first time you meet. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, we know each other because we talk to each other on the well, internet. We, honestly had, we, really, had, we hadn't really known each other that long the last time. I don't think we've yeah, known each other no. for even a year yet. No, and we've kind of gone through some stuff in this last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this last year really defined some friendships, for me at least. Yeah. Um, Everything changed you know, when I, I sent you that dick pic. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was all like, Why oh, I do? Why do you need to just <laughs> screw up the moment, man? Well, I didn't know you know, like, like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm talking about being I'm, like sincere, moment. and you're like you just come in with some stupid nonsense. Yeah, people hate um, to do that. It's uh, so you know, but seriously, it's it like you know, I had gone through some stuff this year, and I think that what I had gone through, you know, it it brought you and I closer. Um, you know, and there was a weird gap, I think, at least from my part. Maybe you just don't think that way. But, like, for me, there was a weird gap when I was determining whether – what I was going to do when I came back, whether I was going to go back to make this better, was that not, and all that. And I felt like I was kind of avoiding you a little bit just because I didn't want to talk about if I was coming back because I didn't know what I was doing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So that kind of – in my mind, put a little string, a little bit of a strain on the friendship. But then, like, once we had our serious conversation of what we were going to do, it really pushed me in a better direction. And I was like, and then, dude, it's just weird. The past three weeks with the show clicking the way I feel it's clicking, and it's really opened me up to, like, Man, this is I'm back to enjoying my time with you and the show and all that stuff. It's like it's a whole new world now all of a sudden. And and then spending the three days with you, I was like, Holy crap, dude, this is this is awesome. I know you're sitting like, there F- trying to figure out how do we do this again. Like I That's know. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. man, I gotta I need to go come here. Get my I need to go get my passport. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Like I need to I'm not going in the winter. That's not going to happen. Well, I'm now, not going it's, up there it's in winter, winter now. My my car is under snow right now. Like it's, it's yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Again. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's October. So there's like, like there's a couple weeks in July, you know, that you could probably mm-hmm. do. But other than that, yeah, and that's fine. Of, that's what I'll shoot for. I'll shoot for next year. Okay. You know what I'll do? Maybe I try to take off E3 the week of E3 and come oh to your house. Oh my gosh, get out of here, dude! That would be amazing. That, how cool would that be? Let me work on that. Let me work oh, on that. Let me see what boy. I can do. Okay. Okay, that's that would be happen. amazing. Oh my God, that would be amazing. So many kids here. Holy crap! Tell tell Chelsea to just calm down. 
Tell her, tell Chelsea to go to to no, vagina. I, I mean, <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Dude, okay. So I I brought up I brought up um, a window to message her, right? Mm-hmm. To say Bobby's coming at E3, but instead, uh, I I did open it, but it, it showed up over your face, and the last thing that she sent me was a video of Lincoln naked dancing to whatever he's dancing to here. So, and the oh video, if Lord. anybody wants to watch, go to youtube.com slash Nintendo Guru at whatever mark this is. We're about a half an hour into the show. And sorry, Todd Oshra. Oh and there is a baby's butt right over top of Bobby's face. You got to take that out. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it. It's just, it's just going right. to stay there. Anyway. So anyway. Now I'm not even going to tell you about up. what we were talking about. So it was all for nothing anyway. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Okay, so let's jump into our first topic. Um, well, our only topic, because I didn't bring a second topic. So if this goes for five minutes, then it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to other talk. We're fine. So if we ran Nintendo, how would we have marketed the Wii U differently? Now, I got to give a little bit of a shout out just to the Nintendo voice chat group. I recently returned... Um, and went back there and I don't really get involved in the conversations cause there's a lot of hate and arguing going on and I don't mm-hmm. care for that mm-hmm. stuff anymore. I'm over that stuff. So I really try to avoid commenting on anything. More or less what I do do is I sit back and read the topics and just see what people are talking about. And someone had posted a topic and was like, Hey man, what were some of Nintendo's ultimate failures? And I was like, that is the greatest topic for us. Yeah, man. Because I can so just did you, go like, through save it. I, I, yeah, I, I saved it so I can go through and I can cherry pick. Mm-hmm. Some, some people brought up the virtual console. Some people brought up stupid stuff like, oh, the Switch and just dumb, you know what I mean? Like trolls. You just yeah. had some trolls. But the one Ruffle was, wild. yeah, yeah. One person came in and was like, the Wii U marketing. And that's mm-hmm. all they put was Wii U marketing. And I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, man, they're right. They're absolutely right. It was such a dull moment for Nintendo. It, it was like there were so many things they did wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you are if you were to look at Nintendo, right, and you look at the Switch, in my opinion, the Switch is probably next to the Wii, Hands down, the best marketing you could do for a video game console. Well, now, I think if you go back, they've always been able to demonstrate. Like marketing is about illustrating how unique you are. What is your competitive advantage? Why are you different and better? They've always done yeah. an excellent job of that. NES is quality, and Super Nintendo is is an extension of that. Super Mario sixty four, the, the the nature of three D, never been done before on sixty four. The marketing mm-hmm. rights itself for that one. The Wii U is like playable for by everybody. Mean I'm sorry, the Wii. I'm sorry, the Wii is playable by anybody. Yeah, yeah. The Wii U. What? And maybe this. That's and, what and, we can kind yeah, of explore. And we'll, and we'll dip into that a little bit. But but what I want to get at is when you looked at the Wii, that whole Wii would like to play, and the two Japanese guys showing up at every front door and knocking on the door, and then like just showing the Wii move, and then they go in and they're bowling and they're playing tennis or whatever, and it was like just perfect. It was lightning in a bottle, man. I feel like they and didn't even was, have to try. Like, you're right, that was a commercial yeah. that existed, that was a thing, but, like, it was, they had that magic moment of word of mouth. Everybody, you got to, yeah. people were like, you've got to see this thing, and they showed it, yeah. and that person went out and bought it, and then they told two friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So I feel like there were, there wasn't necessarily as big a push for the Wii as they even yeah. needed. And they were just like, they are selling these things before they could actually get them in stores, which was, which was yeah. nuts. After the Wii U, they had to really focus in on they, this thing's got to stand out, and they've got to make a big push, and they think they did that, but they just kind of—I yeah. feel like they were resting on their laurels a little bit. Absolutely, this. like they even called it the, the, the namesake suggests that as well. Yeah, the Wii. So they they leaned heavily on the Wii because mm-hmm. the Wii was so successful. I mean, come on, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like if you have a jug or not. You're just gonna keep going with it. Like, why it would you? It could have become like their PlayStation. It could have become could like have. the thing. Like, it, if they they could have kept using it, but they yeah. they bu- like you. That was the dumb thing. That was where they screwed was up. That was mean? that was number one it, because it was so much confusion for 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 
families. You know what I mean? Like, if they would have just put a two there, yeah, exactly. game over. Game mm-hmm. over. Everybody that owned a Wii, not everybody, a good portion of the people that owned a Wii probably would have picked up a Wii too. Mm-hmm. But they didn't pick up a Wii U because they were like, the hell is it? And then the fact of they just did a horrible job of translating what it was. Mm-hmm. What they did was, I feel like what they did was they allowed the media to dictate the confusion. Big time. And in Nintendo's typical fashion, they just ignored it. And mm-hmm. I feel like if any time that was the time to come out and go, okay, we need to teach these people what this is. Yeah. This is not a peripheral. This is not this is a new console. We need to drum it home. Mm-hmm. Because at the time that was E three still doing Nintendo was still on the stage. It was one of the final years they were on the stage. Mm-hmm. They're talking directly to the media, and then the media comes out and just plays really stupid with yeah. it. And I think that with Nintendo, if they if they would have at that point took that as a warning, like, oh, we're in trouble here. We need to do something. They should have went all hands on deck and been like, okay, we need to fire up and show people what this is. We need to get commercials out and do stuff well to I your also, point of it being old the, the the thing is of that being a long time ago that was before like the proliferation of the um brand ambassador or influencer on youtube so now there's there's mm-hmm. trillions of us all over the place yeah. all with our comments and and prolifer- proliferating the the opinions back then much smaller number of people that they, yeah. very easily if we were at nintendo i think we would have gathered them all up got them up in this big old train and taken them out to nintendo farm and went this is what the Wii U is. They had a chance for them well, to like take them out for an amazing weekend that they'll never forget, and kind of like you know change their opinion a little bit in that uh, wine and dine well, kind of thing. I, I'm assuming you're talking media because that's what I'm saying. Because there wasn't okay, that many. Talking, but now, yeah, you, yeah, now there's yeah, not yeah, as many I, YouTubers out. There wasn't as many YouTubers then than there are now. There was real. So there was YouTubers, obviously, because YouTube's been around for a long time. But be honest. Were you paying attention to YouTubers at the time? That's what I'm saying. That's my point. Yeah. You I would pay attention to IGN, IGN and all that IGNs, stuff. the yeah. GameSpots, everybody like that. There's a few yeah. dozen people who have a giant reach, and they're the ones who the, – the same people who were saying how confusing this is and how stupid is this, and they hear one thing, and they don't spend any time to really change their minds about it. Nintendo had to be in there and say, "I we can collect <laughs> 50 people. Who have yeah. basically ninety percent of the voice in video games and Nintendo video games, and they can—that's that's classic old school video game like influencer relationships. You can't do that. Yeah. now. there's too many people with too large yeah. audiences. You can't get them all in the same room. But that was definitely. No, a but thing, you could take. Fill them up but you could cherry pick and take the top the top tier. But you buy a floor so, out in a hotel room or in a hotel yeah. and just like have a weekend with them to tell them what yeah. it is. But I think it reminds me a little bit of the Switch and when they had their press conference, I feel like even then they didn't really know how to talk about it. They didn't know why it was special. They just knew it was. And that's what they did with the Wii U. They just didn't know. They were waiting for somebody to make something of it. And I remember feeling the same way with the Switch and that's why you and I fought when that thing happened. But Well, I think... if we could, if we talk about the switch a little bit, I think Japan obviously wanted to lead the cart with the switch. Their problem, in my opinion, was they catered to a Japanese crowd, and we talked about this a little bit at that time. But the, but Japanese crowds don't cheer, so when they're showing stuff that like people should get excited for. They're not getting excited. So it it kind of leads the audience as well because we were getting excited at some of the stuff in the beginning. Then when it hits the lull, you're just like, should I be excited mm-hmm. or shouldn't I be excited? Like, I'm not, but is it because it's – because the crowd throws you out. And I, my reference that I had said to you was if you go watch uh, New Japan Wrestling or these rest- – like, the crowds are silent. They're having mega matches, like the top guys going against each other, and it's pretty silent. And it's weird when you talk to a lot of – or when you watch interviews from wrestlers, they go, dude, it's real weird to wrestle in Japan and then come to the United States 
or go back to Japan or start in the United States to go to Japan because it's all about storytelling. It's all quiet. Like you can actually hear people crying in the crowd because of the storylines and stuff. And it's like real strange. So I knew pretty early on, man, they got a problem here. Because immediately, when you went into message boards and stuff, people were just like, dude, the crowd wasn't into it. It was boring. And it was like, oh, here we go, Nintendo. You dropped the ball here again. Luckily, they came out really strong the next day. um, And they started showing off the games. And I think that started to change people's perspective a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, oh, wait a minute. They're showing us the games that's at launch and what is coming out. The other thing that we talked about that you had said, too, was like, man, there's only like two games, three games, whatever. And then slowly after that, all these games started announcing, hey, we're coming out launch day. Hey, we're coming out launch day. It was like, what the hell did you do? So it's like they didn't really completely learn their lesson at first with the Switch. But but the marketing to me has been pretty damn near dead on. Like every major Nintendo release gets a big commercial campaign with it like mario aces they had nadal and mario playing tennis against each other so they really they really leaned heavily into what they were doing with the switch um but to go back to the wii u i feel like there was a multitude of issues with the wii u um you can look at you can look at essentially the games that were hitting and you could blame the third party to some degree, but you could also blame Nintendo as well. Nintendo, unfortunately to their not knowing HD was going to be very difficult for them to master out the gates. It took them a lot longer than it should have. And I feel like that hurt them a little bit. In terms of like, it just took them a while to get the ball rolling. I think what they thought was, and very similar to the 3DS, because the 3DS came out the gates and stumbled as well. I think they did this thing where they overpriced the console, mm-hmm. both the both the both the Wii U and the 3DS. They overpriced the consoles, and then they didn't have any content. They're basically like you said. You said it perfectly. They're resting on their laurels. You know, they between what the 3DS was doing with the DS prior and then what the Wii did prior. I think Nintendo just thought, like, hey, we got a new console. Everybody's going to buy it. But they also forgot that a lot of casual fans bought that Wii, you know? And they've since dropped off. Like, they've they stopped their support. And if nothing else, there was expectations and, and anticipation brewing for the new Xbox and PlayStation systems. Like, I think yeah. timing has a lot to do. When we talk about marketing, a lot of people think about, like... Um, TV commercials, but marketing is yeah. like there's a marketing mix. There's uh, there's price as part of it. The even the the packaging. I think when when the switch was about to start coming out, you started seeing them uh, focus their brand a little differently. They they focused on red as your room suggests, like your headset and your mm-hmm. your microphone and everything. And it was mm-hmm. a little bit more in your face. And all of a sudden, you had Xbox Green, PlayStation Blue, and Nintendo Red. And it was very mm-hmm. identifiable. You could spot that from a yeah. mile, from a mile away. And in the Wii U days, I would actually suggest that the little teal or blue or whatever, like the, the crappy color that they had on that is part of the reason that it was just so bland. It just didn't yeah. stand out. It didn't grab your attention at all. It was it was a Wii game, but it was like, I don't know. It wasn't exciting. It, didn't, it wasn't yeah. exciting to look at. So the other part of it, uh, of marketing, too, is how you choose your SKUs. So you, you had your basic one, your, your white 8 gigabyte, and then your... They called it a pro, right? Did they call it a pro pack? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. 32 mm-hmm. gig black. Yeah. Um, but to me, it didn't demonstrate other than the uh, capacity. Like, what was the difference? And one was white, one was black. But, like, that was an yeah. opportunity that was completely missed for them to have additional features out of out of the pro. And yeah. then they could talk about that being so you have almost like steps further and further away from the Wii that maybe this is the only one that is backwards compatible. Like maybe that was something that blurred the lines a little too closely with with the Wii. I that think all the, the things carried over. The other thing that they miscalculated with the Wii U compared to anything was at the time tablets were starting to come around, but tablets oh, yeah. were so expensive. 
right? The only tablet at the time was the iPad. Mm-hmm. Right at the launch of the Wii U, Amazon comes out with the Fire, the Kindle Fire, and it was like half the price mm-hmm. of a, of a you know it was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So all of a sudden, all the 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 thought pattern I think from Nintendo was this is going to be we're going to be able to market this as a tablet mm-hmm. for the home as well as a gaming console. And I mean they were leaning heavily into it like with the second screen stuff like in in terms of like you could watch television you could like have a chat thing going on about the television shows you're watching like did you ever use that at no. all no i didn't really I did work one, in canada i did one time and it was so unreal like it was like a second screen experience there was all this stuff popping through that wasn't typically there during a television show. And yeah. you could vote on stuff during commercials. And, like, it was just crazy stuff that they were doing. But the problem was it just never took off. So they killed it very quickly. That needed to you come know, second. Think, it's, the, it's the same thing with now with the Xbox who's got their yeah. uh, their integration with Alexa. Like, that comes now, and that's a totally yeah. different story. But they, they started with it. It was the same failure for Xbox as it was with the Wii U. And I'm sorry if everybody can hear my wife dying and hacking up a lung in the back. Can you hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. Awful. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> it's really loud. Tell her. Tell her. To I mean, like, obviously, I hope she's okay, but like, tell her to go to the backyard. We're podcasting over here. <laughs> backyard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so let's let's work through some of these things. So, it, like, the whole like okay. three Nintendo thing. So, price wise, yeah. you said it was overpriced. I think. I think. I definitely. think it was way overpriced. Mm-hmm. Way overpriced. And people were like pull the gamepad out and put a pro controller in there and sell it for a hundred dollars cheaper. And yes. they were basically, they were basically we were stealing that. that idea. Yeah. It was basically getting swiped off the idea of what, what Xbox did and PlayStation did by Xbox pulling connect out yeah. and PlayStation throwing the camera out. Yeah. Um, Cause originally it was supposed to be right. move was supposed to be built in and connect was supposed to be built in. And then, Right off Jump Street, they pulled it out and lowered the price by a hundred bucks. So people kind of were like, "Well, why don't you just drop the gamepad?" Um, especially because of the fact the gamepad never found its killer app air quotes um, until Splatoon, Splatoon, and Mario Maker. Yeah. If they would have led with those games, I think we would have had a different tale. Well, I of think the speaking Wii. to the yeah. difference of the original, the white bundle, and then the pro bundle. I think not only did the uh, did the gamepad never find its fitting within games or anything, it never felt right in anybody's hands. It would have been so if you weren't going to get rid of it, wouldn't it have been yeah. great if you had like a pro gamepad where like actually maybe the the bezel isn't quite as ridiculous, doesn't look like a it looked more like a gamer's thing. Like a, it, they could have they could have been a little bit more sleek in their design. So if yeah. you if you considered yourself a pro gamer, a hardcore gamer, you could have gotten something that was not built for five-year-olds and you wouldn't have felt so ridiculous playing or you would have been proud to show people this thing, which ended up happening with the Switch. Like, it was so cool. You started seeing indie developers show their game on the Switch. You could have had that opportunity with a cool-looking piece of tech yeah. with the with the Wii U. I mean, obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but they the look <clears throat> of the gamepad, I think, and the feel of it, is part of the marketing. I think the other thing that I don't know if it hindered them, but Madden was on there. And mm-hmm. when you played Madden, one of the coolest features was you could pick your plays on the gamepad. Yeah. As opposed to typically on a screen. But the problem was you only had one gamepad. So yeah. it only worked for one player. And it's like, man, it's just such a missed opportunity because there was also the problem of the the Wii U out the gates really couldn't handle two gamepads. You couldn't even and yeah, they said right from the you couldn't even get them. You couldn't you couldn't buy two gamepads and I was like yeah. I that was so confusing for me to hear and I was like I was really angry at a lot of the journalists saying like how confusing is this thing because I didn't I truly didn't think that most of the messaging surrounding the Wii was that no. was confusing but I was confused of why wouldn't Nintendo the, make the thing that is central to this unit why wouldn't they allow you to buy a second one? Yeah, I went to Game. I remember going to GameStop, Tony and I, like right after Christmas, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to buy another gamepad. Can yeah. I buy another gamepad? And they were like, No. I'm like, What do you mean, no? 
I just I just read a thing that like we can use another game. What? No, you yeah. gotta buy another Wii U. And I'm like, <clears throat> what? Yeah, I gotta buy another Wii U and then try to connect the two, and then it only work on certain games. Like, what are you talking about mm-hmm. here? It just made no sense. Um, the other thing too was I think that um, I enjoyed a little bit of Nintendo Land, but for the most part, I felt like that thing was a flop. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it really did what it wanted. It wasn't Wii Sports by any stretch of the imagination. They wound up eventually putting out Wii Sports in HD. And I think the mistake was they should have led with that. Um, one of the very cool features of that was golf. So yeah. you would put the gamepad on the floor and it was your ball. And you would actually, like, if you hit it into sand... There's the ball laying in sand. If you put it in the rough, there's the ball with grass, like more grass, you know? And it was like such a cool thing that they did. So I feel like they should have done what they did with the Wii. Led with Wii, uh, Wii U Sports or Wii Sports HD, whatever you want to call it. And the other thing they did was they added online play to it. Like, man, if they would have led with that. I think that too. So first thing mm-hmm. is we change the name. Name has to be Wii Two. Has to sure. be Wii Two. Mm-hmm. If if you come the new, in the new Wii, the new no we no Wii Two Plus Wii Two. So it, so if they stop it. So if it's if it's Wii <laughs> Two, and then it comes in with the sports package, at least the people that owned it originally might look and go like, oh my god, this is cool. I got to have this ability. The other thing they should have done, in my opinion, was they should have had Wii Fit Plus ready to go. So that way, these are the things that people recognized and would have been like, oh, I love these things on the Wii. To get the latest and the greatest, I have to buy the Wii U. So in those things... I'm talking to the casual fans, mm-hmm. the people that bought it. My, you know, like my mom had one. Tony's parents had one. My my aunt and uncle had them, and they were basically using them for Wii Fit and bowling and stuff like that, and tennis or whatever. So if you say to those people, "Hey, you can get an updated version, and here you go, and this is what it is," I think it helps push them there. That stuff didn't come till. Year two almost. Yeah. And it was like, so I think that's a missed opportunity. And then they could have pushed it out through the Wii. Like you fire up your, remember on the Wii U when actually the gamepad, the one of the cool people probably bothered by this, but I I thought it was genius. They, it would, uh, the gamepad would light up. It would make a little cute little noise and say, Hey, did Mm -hmm. you know this game is coming? And so like their, their way of pushing marketing materials out to people, they've slowly started to discover like there's a news channel on the Switch. There's different ways for these messages to get to us. They could have, done that on the Wii and I remember when the 360 was starting to do that with the with the Xbox One you fire up the dashboard and one of the first things you saw was like games are better over here games that you can't yeah. get on this game on this console are over there like the time to leave this system behind like every time you fire it up it's like just cut me loose man like <laughs> there's yeah. something better out there because yeah. you needed to make it so clear to those people who were still firing up their Wii who was just like I'll play this thing forever I'll buy Just Dance until 2019 on this on the yeah. Wii they needed to yeah. make it so clear that like they were le- it was being left behind and that's yeah. how you tap into that like fear of missing out for people you, you show yeah. them I mean, you had how many millions of units of those things? 120, like 122 million, something like that. It was a crazy number. And people Be- still buying games for them. So they needed yeah. to, maybe there's something like within, when you bought a game, something that said like, hey man, uh, don't buy, <laughs> don't buy the 2018 version of this game. It's time for you to, to upgrade. It's time for you to get the best. And I think that's something experience. where, I think that's something where they go to a Ubisoft or whatever and go, stop making games for this console. It's done. Like we're going, we're trying to move people That's to the next one. That's a bold move because that, like, you know, I mean, obviously, it's it's funny because once the writing was on the wall that the Wii U was a failure, they probably wouldn't want to do that because they're still making money off of their off of their old system. So it's like, I get I get but that, to, but it, but I think out the gates you need to mm-hmm. pull these developers because I was going to get to that point too. Of I feel like Nintendo should have taken a harder line. With developers, mm-hmm. I think what happened here was this. Third parties were hesitant 
to put their stuff on the on the Wii U because things weren't really selling on the Wii. Nintendo titles were selling on the Wii. Third parties were getting lost in shovelware. Um, and I think Nintendo took the mindset of, okay, we'll push this stuff out. Everybody's going to buy our console because, hey, we're Nintendo. So everybody will buy our console. And then guess what? The third parties will see there's people here to own them, and then they'll bring their latest and greatest games. Instead, they're bringing all these mishmash old games. Mm-hmm. You know, like we got Arkham City, but it was Arkham City Armored Edition. And then you got like, you know, you, you got, uh, oh my God, Mass, Mass Effect, Effect 3, mm-hmm. but you didn't get the, the trilogy yeah. that was going on all the other consoles. Of all the trilogies of games, of all the games you could have picked, like that's the one, there's no, even since then, there's no trilogy that is so interconnected. That like yeah. the one the decisions you make in one effect two and then two effect three like to, for them to just give you one it, it, it would have been a mistake sense. for most for most series for most trilogies where you only get the one game but for all of them it's just like it encapsulates how tone deaf Nintendo was or even how exactly because like, Nintendo well I think both of them I think I, I mm-hmm. understand why EA was doing EA was just going like this console ain't going to move our stuff we're just going well, we're going to send them some stuff. We're going to send them some stuff and then Mm -hmm. go from there. Nintendo had such a hard time – sorry for interrupting. Uh, Nintendo had such a hard time communicating what it was to consumers. You have to imagine they were having just as hard a time talking to developers going like, this is why this is different. This is why you need to have – you need to develop for the gamepad. And it's impossible to develop for. It's it's a totally weird architecture. It doesn't translate over. It doesn't work well with – it doesn't port over nicely. So that's what I was gonna say. I mean, that's it was, completely it was, different. It's not necessarily marketing for the top. Well, but. well, that, no, it's not necessarily marketing, but I think it all lays into kind of where you're going with this in terms of like you got to get the third parties on board. Mm-hmm. Getting third parties is marketing. You're marketing to the third parties to get them on your console. You're 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 selling them. Marketing is sales. Mm-hmm. That's all marketing is. Only thing marketing is is brochures and commercials and all but it's sales at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. to me part of marketing is selling your ideas to your third parties and going hey guys you need to get on board here and this is how we do it um with ea i looked at it as here's nintendo having no clue what mass effect is no idea and just letting it go Mm-hmm. They had no idea what Minecraft was. It took them years to get Minecraft on that console. You know what I mean? And it's like they missed opportunities because where it's a stark reality is, is you look at Fortnite. They jumped all over Fortnite. But if that was, if that was Wii U days, Fortnite wouldn't have come until year five of the console when well, it was the, dying. The miss was that actually Wii U was actually more powerful than the other systems. In like the only time ever – yeah. For Nintendo, they actually had a system that was more powerful than what everybody else was playing. So if there's a marketing uh, miss, it was, why didn't they talk about that? This thing is more powerful than the 360. This thing is more powerful than the PS3. It plays games, yeah. or at least had the the ability to, or the guts to do it. Somebody yeah. can probably write in the comments that I'm completely off my rocker on that. But I'm I'm fairly certain that it had a it was It was more specs, powerful. It did it have better technical by, it's, it was limited by like their OS was hogging a lot of the resources. It was, like maybe it was, it's actual yeah. capacity. No, it was it was, was different. It was more powerful. It definitely was more powerful. The problem was was that it was very difficult to work for. So right. or or to, to create games for. It was yeah. very hard because the the architecture and how they were making PS3 and Xbox three sixty games didn't translate. To the, to the, to the Wii U. It didn't mm-hmm. work. Mess, you know, when you look at a game like, that. um, when you look at Arkham Origins, prime example, here's a console that's more powerful than the other two. Mm-hmm. And those two run perfectly. And then you play that game on, on the Wii U chugs. and it's chugging. Like and imagine it's if horrible. These, so like the ports were, where big people were uh, pointing those out as a problem. Everybody had their, like, they, they made fun of it and everything. But imagine if the slew of ports that came out as a launch piece was, like, the definitive edition for, like, five of the best games that you ever played in that current console. Yeah. Like, that's, if we ran Nintendo, that's what I would have done. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're, we're kind of going against the, 
what the capability of the system was. But like in terms of power, raw power, it could have done that. They could have had five game of the years or like the last like two years, definitive edition, game of the year edition. Not these like seemingly very random with features that nobody really wanted yet. Like if they focused on basics, it's a little bit more powerful. They needed a Mario game to start out a couple of those things. But anyways. Um, The one thing too that was very curious to me and to you, I knew to you too, for years, for years at that point, they had been making dual screen games. And all of a sudden, it was like they completely forgot how to do dual screen games. And it was like, wow. Like, man, here's a commercial you show. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Here's a kid playing his 3DS, and he's playing Mario Kart on his 3DS. And he's like, oh, I like the, the, the map is on the thing. And, you know, he's, like he's making things. And then all of a sudden, his big brother comes in the room and he goes, oh, I'm going to play Mario Kart on the Wii U. And then there's a the dual screen with the maps and stuff. Like, translate that mm-hmm. across that, like, hey, man, if your kids love their 2DS and their 3DS, they're going to love the Wii U. And they just totally dropped the ball with that stuff. We could, like, and I'm like, so glad you mentioned that as we're running out of time here. But the last thing that I would talk about is that like the feature that people who had a Wii U would rave about and it didn't connect with people because they were too busy making fun of the system was somebody, your wife, can watch This Is Us or whatever the sad show was at the time on the TV and Bobby the Nintendo Guru can sit there and play his game on the gamepad off screen. Yeah. was one of the best things. That, that felt next gen that's what everybody's experiencing with the switch right now but why not communicate that better why not make that a selling point of of the of the wii u big commercial out of it make it part of the um in-store displays or whatever like partner with some television uh manufacturers and just have like where sony's got their maybe not sony bad example samsung yeah um and have a show on there and then somebody playing like the wii u or have a have a what are they called? Uh, in-store displays. And somebody, you're able to play it and then switch back and forth. Like, that was such a key feature. Nintendo didn't even know what they had there or how to communicate it. But just kind of massaging that a little bit, I think, would have no, been much, much better. You're right, because that, to me, was a feature that I took full advantage of. Same here. Like, I always would, like... Uh, so, the, the setup in my house was I had my recliner and I had an end table. And there was mm-hmm. a plug right there, right? So, I had my my gamepad plugged in to to the wall at all times and then like i would be sitting there i get done eating dinner or whatever it might be i might be sitting and tony might be watching something and i would just pick the gamepad off start mm-hmm. it up fire it up and go oh and i would start playing and if she was watching something then i would keep playing the way i was and if she wasn't watching something i would go can i use the tv yeah boom i go up yeah, it's pretty And then good. if she was like, hey, I want to watch something at 8 o'clock, I go, okay, no problem. And I'd shut it down, and i keep playing on the gamepad. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. It was the perfect setup for that. And it's something that I felt was something that was lacking for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Like the ability to just play a game and keep playing and not have to shut it down. You know, and it's it's similar to the Switch in terms of, what was the one thing that you hated about home consoles? Oh, when I, when I got to leave, I got to shut it down. You know, I mean, like you think about it, like you played Octopath the entire time you came here, right? Typically, old school Sean would have started Octopath, went to New, went to the United States, never touched it that entire time, going back to Canada, forgot where the hell he was, and just gave up. Yep. Because you were so far into the game, you're like, I can't start over now, but I can't remember where the hell I was at or where I was going. I'm done. And you stop playing the game. Different story this time. And that, to me, is similar to the Wii U, where in the past, it was you played the game until mom and dad came in the living room and kicked you off the TV. And now you didn't have to. You could have just switched and kept playing Mm -hmm. and going that way. And so to me, that's that's something that they did again. They didn't. There was no. They just didn't know what they had. They had no clue. I'm what they curious had. what other people think. Like 
we should have people definitely pop in the comments like what features did you guys love about the Wii U that they just didn't sell Nintendo didn't sell it was a missed mm-hmm. opportunity not necessarily like I think I also want to hear what what missed opportunities there were in terms of things that they could have baked into it or choices that they could have done differently um, but what was the thing that people loved about the Wii U that you felt was a selling feature that they didn't sell that they didn't market properly mm-hmm. it'd be very interested to hear what people have to say Bobby absolutely I agree I agree so real quick let's wrap it down let's wrap it up here real quick um, so for me, I feel like the key marketing components for me is one, you name it, we too. Given mm-hmm. has to happen. Two, the minute the sales start to chug a little bit and it's not moving the way you want it to go, man, yank that price, yank that gamepad out and slash the price by a hundred yep. bucks. Yep. Get it, get it down to a man. It was three fifty at launch. Three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> That's way Gosh. too much for mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, especially when you figure the switch is three hundred, and it does a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. because you couldn't even leave, you couldn't go more than ten feet away from the TV and you'd lose signal and you couldn't play the Wii U no more with the gamepad. So that's number two. Uh, number three is I would have, for me personally, and I don't know whether you're on board with this or not. I would have definitely started with more. I would have definitely came back with the Wii Fit and the Wii Sports at launch to try to merge the casuals over to the Wii U quicker or the Wii 2 quicker than than what happened. Um, I bring that and then with, the a, other, with a Mario or a Zelda, but yes, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying you don't. You definitely need to have a Mario or a Zelda. That's a definite. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking more for casuals. The mm-hmm. Mario and the Zelda, that's more for the hardcore fans. Well, that's why so it's important. For, yeah. So mm-hmm. for me on the hardcore side of things, a Mario, a Zelda at launch, and then you follow it up with um working better or more closely with the third parties to course correct what games they're launching to make sure they did work out better. Um because what they did was that was weird, they went more mature games. At least in the United States, they went more mature games, and no Mario, no Zelda, no Animal Crossing, no Star Fox, no Kirby, no none of that stuff. So I was like, "Huh." And then they came with Super Mario Brothers U, and just wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a couple things could, of course, corrected. The other thing is a better commercial advertising thing. Where, like you said, you're you're showing off the differences, why you need the gamepad, all these, and pump that into people's heads. Mm-hmm. They should have nailed with that campaign and went off and running. They didn't. They hardly did any commercial campaigns at all. I don't think it wasn't until Mario Maker that they really started showing off campaigns, and it was like, dude, it's too late now. Mm-hmm. Way too late now. You're done. Like you, this console's over at this point. So. That is all. Thank you guys for. <laughs> Let me get right okay. up on the mic for that too. Uh, I know. I, mean, I, I, I can hear you. I can hear you before. I, I want to say I don't know why I do that. So that is all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Uh, be sure to follow Mr. Sean Capri over on the Twitters at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. If you would like to support him with a little bit of money, uh, please go check out Patreon dot com slash make us better. Uh, he's not here this week, but Mr. Jason Lacey, you can follow him on Twitter at JW Lacey. Uh, also, he has a Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash flux deposed. Uh, you can follow me, Instagram, Twitter at Nintendo gurus. And if you get a chance, please go check out Nintendo guru.com. That is all. Uh, peace out, Preston. Bye.